Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. This is very strange. Ah, yes. Isha Patel is here. <laughs> I am. <laughs> she is. She is. She is here very early in Australia talking to me. Um, you are a. This is what I'm so fascinated by with you, Isha. A multi-dimensional awakening expert. Multi-dimensional awakening expert. For people that don't understand what that means, let's start there. I know it's the most boring podcast question of the world, but. But it's such an interesting topic. So, so let's, yeah. What do you, what does that mean exactly? Well, exactly as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I help people awaken to their multidimensional awareness, which is really coming through the understanding that we live in a world that is primarily spiritual rather than physical. So it's acknowledging the spaces beyond the physical material reality into the dimensions of spirituality, which are uh, metaphysical or esoteric by nature. And so I help people to awaken that capacity within themselves through spiritual meditations, activations, tools and processes that I take people through that essentially help them to open their heart gateways, which is, is really a cosmic portal to universal consciousness. And then I teach people how to tap into that, utilize that, and also ground that into, into 3D in a very practical way, which gives them benefits in their health and their businesses, their relationships, and so on. Right. Now, here's the thing that's interesting to me about this. I'm like, how in the world? Because, because you know, looking at everything you're doing, um, you know, you, your, your tagline is helping seven-figure coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs 10x their transformational and healing abilities. That tells me, and, and you know, looking over your material and, and sort of researching you a bit, Isha, I'm like, huh, you have managed to bring the corporate world into the conversation about things that are a little more mystical, a little more out there traditionally. And you know, in America, I feel like that is such a hard path for people to navigate. Like when you're like, um, you know, I have a hypnotherapy background. And when they talk about like, you're going to be a hypnotist and talk to corporate groups, they're like, but you don't say hypnosis in front of corporations. You say like, I'm a mindset expert. I give you mind hacks. Like you have to adjust it, but you're like, no. We're going into quantum physics. We're going to healing. We're going into like, you know, like interdimensional beings. How have you managed to make that work for yourself? Well, would you believe that actually a lot of people that are in those high end, particularly coaching, healing and entrepreneurial spaces are actually all over this. And this is where I was very pleasantly surprised to discover that the people uh, that are least expected to be interested in this sort of thing were actually utilizing a lot of this stuff already to their advantage. So, um, I mean, I have so many stories. For example, five years ago, I walked into the room of my first mentor and he was a business coach. And I thought I was going to a two-day business event. And then suddenly he's doing a shamanic drumming ceremony and there's all this like magical meditation stuff. And I was like, right. oh my God, I found my tribe. <laughs> right. And uh, the same thing happened again two years later with my next mentor that I started working with. And uh, yeah, about halfway through one of her events on the first day, she got up on stage and she started sharing this story about Tony Robbins and how Tony Robbins had this energy healer that he was seeing. And she started sharing all this stuff about, you know, spirituality and crystals. And, and again, it was like a jaw dropping moment of, Oh shit, I've just walked into like a high end business coaching program. And right. suddenly these people are really interested in this sort of work. So I was actually, yeah, very surprised to see that it was already in the space. And that actually gave me the inroad to take more of my skills into that space, knowing that there was already a market for that. 
that's so interesting so were you doing like more of the you know i guess i kind of imagine it being like oh man what you see when you they're, they're pamphlets I, I feel like i i mean i live in brooklyn so i normally like that you see you know like a like a soul gazing workshop and i just imagine it's a group of like 15 people who you know probably aren't like necessarily business people some gathered around or like like a like a meditation circle uh i imagine it's normally like middle to upper middle class people who maybe like they're school teachers but they have a hot habit um and they and they like doing this kind of stuff like like i am totally just generalizing right now but um there's a certain type of person i definitely feel like that is more prone to i mean i have a lot of actor friends that read tarot cards they wouldn't consider themselves like executive coaches were you dealing with like that sort of like entryway new age market initially and then okay yeah absolutely i've done the by donation classes i've done the 20 dollar meditation classes that never filled up right I've done people that expected everything for free uh the people that just messaged me on facebook at three o'clock in the morning saying will you give me a reading like yeah i've definitely been there um yeah. and look there's a space for that you know there's definitely a space for people who are not coaches and entrepreneurs and um, people who are really in it for their own personal development and their journey as well um, and I think it just depends on, for me personally, for it, it's like, how do I make the biggest impact, you know? Yeah. And so while I've definitely, um, done that end of the spectrum at the moment, I'm just focusing on a different area because I just see there's a, a greater scope for impact through the commercial and the business space than there is with the general public, because I find that, um, I come across a lot of skepticism with the general public as well, right. particularly with like, um, people who are, so I come from a, an engineering background. I actually have a bachelor's of electrical and electronic oh, engineering. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. then I have a master's in teaching. So I've come through a very academic pathway and I just, um, I'm very well familiar with that world as well. And so what I see is a lot of the, the people that aren't in the entrepreneurial spaces, and this is a huge generalization here, definitely doesn't apply to everyone, but a lot of those people can be quite skeptical. They want to see results. Like people are always asking me, do you have a peer reviewed study on this? And then on the other end of that spectrum, there are the people that are like fully into the conspiracy theories. They're like, fuck the government, like right. have that audience as well. Um, but I yes. find that where the sweet spot is are actually the high earning entrepreneurs who understand that spirituality can be utilized to make a very positive, large scale impact on the world very interesting so are you i mean how often are you running into people that are like i was told that you are great and you have these the you come from this background but i'm skeptical and they're entrepreneurs you ever have to deal with that do you ever have to like convince these guys that it's worth talking to you I would not bother convincing people to talk to me if they don't <laughs> really in that from straight up yeah. Um, yeah, gosh, I'll be like, see you later in a few years. Once I've uh, taught everybody else and you finally catch on that it's a cool thing. Yeah, to totally. I just, there's enough people out there that are actually searching this and asking for this, that the people that are um, putting that sort of attitude in front of me, I'm just like, cool, step aside, catch you later. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So Isha, you, you got to explain this to me. Electrical engineer, academic background, then you become a multi-dimension, <laughs> you're becoming like this multi-dimensional awakening expert. What in the world happened that you even became open to any degree of the possibility of something beyond material reality? Right. Well, I had my first spiritual mentor when I was about 19 or 20. I'm a bit vague on the details now. It's been nearly a decade. Wow. Um, and back then, even actually even earlier than that, as a child, I had quite a lot of um, quite out there spiritual and metaphysical experiences, including a house that was haunted when I was a child. So oh, uh, we used wait a minute, to have, wait a minute. What did that mean? Yeah. Are you going to go into that, please? Tell me yeah. how you know it was haunted. Well, we saw this woman walking around. And by we, I mean, like multiple members of my family saw this. So we'd hear footsteps in the night. There'd be like 
um, just lights and taps and things going on and off. And, right. um, and, I, and I come from an Indian, you know, background as well. So spirituality is not something that's completely out of the unknown for us. It's just a, a slightly different pathway. And so I grew up, you know, believing in the concept of at least spirits and God and like all of yeah. that. Um, but yeah, when we moved to this house at nine years old and suddenly, you know, there's all this crazy stuff happening in the house and not just me, but like my sister seeing this ghost and my mom seeing this ghost and, you know, there's a, there's a shared experience there. So then what we did one time, this gets crazy. I don't know if I've ever sh shared this particular story publicly before, but it's a good one to go into. Please, please. Um, yeah, you're getting all the exclusives today. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, with this particular ghost, what happened was, um, my mom called the the Hindu, uh, we call them a Pandichi, which is like the, the priest from the temple to come and do a clearing on the house. So he came and he did a whole ceremony. They call it a puja, which is like a cleansing sort of ceremony on the house. Yeah, yeah. So he did the ceremony and then he did this particular technique where he got this lemon and the idea was that you, you trap the spirits inside this lemon and he bound it all up in this rope and we all watched him do it, you know, and then he places it in this water and he chants his thing and then he leaves. And then the next morning, we were supposed to take that and we were supposed to, um, once it had trapped the spirit, you know, that was a concept behind the scene, it's going to trap the spirit and we were supposed to take right. it and take it to the ocean to get cleansed, right? So the next morning, you know, we got up and then my parents went to go check this thing and the craziest thing happened. So they got to this, this thing that had been, this lemon that had been wrapped in the rope. And the rope was intact, like in a circle, like in formation, and the lemon had disappeared. What? Yeah, I know, crazy. But then the Bandaji called my parents like within minutes and was like, it's gone, isn't it? Like he knew what had happened <gasps> without us telling what? him. Yeah, I know. It was so crazy. I still get goosebumps as I say it. So yeah. this, this, I think, was around probably around the age of like 10 or 11, maybe, maybe 12. Um, so I was exposed to this stuff quite early on. Did you have any doubts when you were in school? I mean, did you did you start like I, I just feel like every person that I've met that, you know, seriously does electrical engineering. <laughs> I shouldn't say every person, but there are a lot of people that would be so like you they dismiss it they'd be like oh that was kind of like a weird hallucinatory dream period of my childhood I'm not even sure that happened like I know what science is like or did you carry that with you throughout school well I think you know there was a lot of stuff happening in parallel because at home I did have my spiritual life and we did visit the temple with my family and you know prayer was normal in our household and then we actually went to a Catholic school as well. So then we learned all about Jesus and the parables. And so interesting. You know, we came from a very diverse, open background. My yeah. parents come from um, diversity as well, because my mom is Hindu, my dad is Muslim. And that back when they got married in India was very controversial. So knowing that whole story and that history, and then having grown up with these religious experiences, um, I guess my parents are very open-minded and when they put us into education, they were very happy for us to go to a Catholic school. So I grew up going to mass and um, I was never baptized or anything. So, you know, I didn't take communion or anything like that, but just going along to all the school experiences and, you know, being part of like the confirmation experience in year seven and, and going through all of that and yeah. just able to see that okay different people have different beliefs and so that in itself allowed me to stay very open-minded so then when I did get to university and I started you know doing this engineering thing like I understood you know the science behind all of it but I still had this stream of questioning and I think that's in many ways actually where science and spirituality come together because both of them allowed me to question the universe mm -hmm. and also neither of them in my opinion at that time for me had the complete answer interesting interesting so have you found the complete answer could you share no. that with is that a, <laughs> could you share that with my audience please <laughs> <laughs> well i've got my version of it i think there's always you know so much exploration and um, openings that can happen in this space. I certainly feel like I've discovered a lot along the way, and I've certainly discovered things that go beyond what my scientific framework had taught me. For example, so I work with energy healing. That's my primary sort of thing that I discovered. Mm. And the way that I received this information was through channeling. So that's considered scientifically like 
non-validatable or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Um, but but when I received this information and actually started um, first practicing it on myself and then facilitating for others, people started getting amazing results. And for me, that was the verification that I needed that there was something in this. Mm. You know, so, um, for example, like, I mean, I've, I've got so many examples now, but even back in the day, it was like um, the first sort of, you know, the four minute mile, if you want to call it that for me, was when I had this experience of somebody coming to one of my group events and she was supposed to go into surgery. And after coming to my event, she felt like in her body, she could feel the energy was shifting and, and, you know, stuff was happening in her body. And then she went to her surgeon three days later and the surgeon was like, this thing has completely gone away. Like we can't wow. explain it, you know? And wow. when that happened in one of my event rooms, I was like, holy shit, like I need to explore this further. So yeah. since then, it's just been more questioning, more exploring how does this work? Can this work? It started off with a theory. You know, my theory was this. So back in 2016, my theory was this, that if you understand consciousness, everything comes from source. And if you accept that as fact, let's assume for the purposes of this conversation that that is true, mm -hmm. then everything that came from source can, can go back to source. So when you have something in the body, like a physical um, illness or disease or something like that, even that little tiny cell that is currently in a state of whatever density that it's in, at some point was still connected to source. Right, and if you also right. understand the concept that um, that time is only a construct of the material, you know, this third dimensional density that we're in, then then knowing that consciousness exists beyond time and space, can you shift the consciousness of that physical cell to a point where that disease did not exist? That was my theory. And mm. I've spent years testing this out and have actually found that it works. So through my processes of energetic healing, I've discovered that using certain energetic tools and processes and consciousness, I can literally look at somebody's energetic field and I mean, there's a lot more complexity than, than I'm describing it right now. There's yeah. a few steps along the way, but you can actually look at the energy field, use your consciousness to shift the consciousness of that, that vibration. And it can shift to the point where um, last, uh, I think what month was it in? Oh, this February, actually this year, I ran an event and somebody walked into my room. We had 40 people in a room by lunchtime. The ladies had a full, like a full body spontaneous healing. You know, and I wow. looked at that and I was like, well, how would how would any medical professional explain that? Now, I can explain it because I know what I was doing to facilitate that. Right. And I've been yeah. able to replicate the process. And um, and actually, I teach people now how to be origin activation facilitators as well. And they take this concept and they then are able to facilitate results for their clients, too. And right. when I was able to do that, I was like, OK, this is now verifiable you can replicate it you know it has consistent results yeah like that now has a basis for for something that is a little bit more i guess acceptable in more of a research type community but it's still very early stages like very very early stages in what i'm doing wow do i have covid no <laughs> can you tell can i be cured please <laughs> no. No. um <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, oh that's right. You're 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 you've got the com the conspiracy community, which means could mean it COVID might not be right now. Is just asking for trouble. I put a post about COVID the other day and got so much backlash. I'm just like, I'm not going there. Are you? But... I mean, I, I I'm very curious. Like, are you like in the kind of um? Oh my gosh, this is such a dark question, but I but I have to ask. Are you like one of these, um, you know, like, yes, COVID's bad, but child sex trafficking is also terrible. Well, they are both bad. <laughs> well, they are both bad. Yes, but you know what I mean? Like people are using, people are pitting that against each other. Um, okay, just tell me the truth right now. Hollywood, is it a great, is it, are they evil? Tom Hanks, all these guys. What do you oh. think? Look, I try and steer far away from this. <laughs> you have thoughts. I know you have answers. I know what you're thinking, Isha. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to get you in trouble. I don't want to get you in trouble. Let me give you the, the basis behind this. So where attention goes, energy flows, right? right? Now, I'm very aware of what's happening in a lot of these spaces, but I'm also very aware that we're conscious creators are reality. And so where I direct my energy is actually like, okay, do you guys have... Um, 
you guys probably don't have grilled over there but we have a shop called grilled here in australia it's like a burger shop and each time you buy a burger you get given a little token and then your local store has these three jars and you get to choose if you want to give your token to like a, a school um like a sports club or a you know a charity or like a, a women's group or whatever it might be and you have these three options now the way that i see it is that actually in every single moment your thought is like putting a token into somebody's basket of energy right mm. so every time you talk about something or you put your energy into something you're actually giving it more momentum and right. in some of these spaces just don't need my energy or anyone's energy this is interesting so do you deal with i mean this is what's i i think is I had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday actually about the fact that the new age if you could call i mean I, I i hope that there's another word that goes into the milieu because i think new age has a lot of kind of negative connotations at this point but people who are in this space that is esoteric a little more mystical a little more metaphysical often there is an overlap with the conspiracy community um a lot of people like you mentioned they're drawn to you and the thing i was talking about yesterday was the idea that it's weird to me that there's so many people that practice like healing and and clearing chakra energy and connecting with the one source but also are bringing up so much distrustful energy of institutions of the people in charge of you know like like even look at the truth look read between the lines can't you see what's actually happening on here take the red pill like like literally they are pushing a truth drug on the people to wake up how can you reconcile the fact that some people want to be one with the universe and help people get there and also bring up such a dark viewpoint towards distrust of all the institutions around us well it's just part of the process of awakening i mean i see people go through that journey all the time you know there's there's so many stages to the evolution and i've been in that space myself so i fully understand where these people are at you know and i, I like I, I have a lot of compassion for that space because when if you imagine you know you've been living your whole life just thinking that this is what the world is and that you're you're gonna you know you're born and then you go to school and then you have a job and then you get married and like that's basically your life and then you die and nothing else happens after that right yeah and then suddenly you have this moment of um awareness where you realize that actually there's something else out there. there there's a spirit there's an energy there's you know something that's greater than than i and you start to explore that and as you go down that rabbit hole, you actually realize that a lot of this stuff hasn't been told to the general public and that people don't know the truth and that actually the government is hiding a lot of stuff from a lot of people. And, you know, the deeper you go into that, you realize that there is actually so much left to be explored. And then you realize that the majority of what's being taught in schools and like the general you know, sort of like media and stuff like that is like this tiny little fraction of what people want you to see. And it's all controlled by um, the people that don't want you to awaken, right? Right, but, right. But here's the thing. When you cross that barrier into that awareness, and there is a big difference between awareness and awakening, and I will get to that in a second. Oh, please. That's, yeah, very the, awareness, that's the awareness phase, right? Where intellectually you become aware that there's something else out there. But really when you actually go into that and you start seeking wisdom within rather than looking at what's happening out there because that's what it did for me i looked out there and went it's all shit <laughs> like the whole thing's turned to shit you yeah. know i was like what do i do and so i had to go this way i had to go in and i started meditating and from awareness i went into awakening and awakening is actually an experience that i feel is so difficult to put into words but in that moment, you do recognize your oneness with the universe. And that happened for me, you know, after doing these, these processes that I'd been um, taught from my mentor back when I was in my late teens, early twenties, it was called the Merkaba activation. So I was activating my light field every single day. Mm -hmm. And after about a year and a half of doing that, I had this, this moment of awakening where I was literally one with the universe. Like my body dissolved and I was just like this expansive consciousness and and i got it i was like oh like this wow. this is it right and it's an experiential thing and that 
to be honest, that was just like one of those moments of awakening because then like life happened and I went back to finishing my studies and I had a boyfriend and, you know, did all the things that people do. But then it wasn't until I was about 25 where um, I just went through another massive layer of that awakening. And that, that was really the pivotal moment where I felt this energetic expansion that was so big. And suddenly I woke up the next morning and the colors were brighter and the sounds were like sweeter and like something had shifted, you know, mm. and, and it took me months to realize what was actually happening in that process. But it was just this massive rapid vibrational shift that was going on. And within a few weeks of that, that experience, um, it was actually triggered by, by me leaving a relationship um, as these things go. So left right. the relationship, woke up the next day, suddenly, boom, everything's exploded. My energy field has just expanded like there's no tomorrow. Wow. And then within about five, uh, actually within about three weeks was when I had my first channeling experience. So I basically went into this full like trance and, and these like words were coming out and I didn't know what was going on. And then a few days later, I had another very pivotal experience, which was when I was just laying on my bed and suddenly it was like, I think 2, 2.30 in the morning, like definitely wide awake for this experience. And suddenly the, the world around me just dissolved. It was like the walls weren't there and the bed wasn't there. And I was just like floating in space. And suddenly I'm on the edge of the cosmos and I got it. Like I wow. actually just got it, you know, like that, the creation, like how we actually exist as human beings and the matrix of shared reality that we as human beings, as a collective consciousness have decided to agree upon in this universe. Like we have actually created this, our thoughts, our energy have actually created this. And when I got that, I was like, well, if we've created this, can we change it? Oh my gosh. That was the, the game changer. Why don't you have a Nobel prize? Really? What's going? What's going on here? You sold so much. Scientists don't listen to me. <laughs> have you Have you tried to talk to scientists about this, and they rejected oh, you? Oh yes. Oh, I have. I have a lot of very sciencey friends who think I'm absolutely nuts and don't talk to me anymore. Really? What? Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's because helped they, your? Because has that helped your ascension? You think by cutting them out? Because what I'm getting from you is that everybody should break up with their boyfriends or girlfriends. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm taking away. <laughs> Yeah, we'll just we'll just prescribe that as like the awakening pill, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and look, I'm single right now, so why am I not there where you are? I mean, really, I, I, uh, this is crazy. This is crazy. Okay, so wait you a minute. Haven't what? had a you haven't had a deep enough a uh, traumatic break breakup yet? I think. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. I think this is. Well, like, you need to go get into a relationship get really caught up in the cycles of 3D reality and then come out the other end of the tunnel and be like, okay, I'm ascended now. <laughs> yes. Is that what you prescribed for me? Is that what you're getting from the energy field? Oh, Definitely gosh. not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So look, <laughs> Isha, this is like, you are, I mean, there's so many direct different directions, but I feel like I want to really, uh, you wanted to talk about planetary ascension um and i definitely want to hit that well first of all i want to talk about aliens but i uh, maybe this is related to planetary ascension it's all the same <laughs> yeah okay great great so here's what confuses me about planetary ascension it seems historically starting you know back in the 60s right like dawning of the age of aquarius then we hear about 2012 and, you know, I mean, all these, all these big, David Wilcock, like, you know, he's like mainstream, like Gaia New Agey saying like 2012, that's when it's going to happen. Like, you know, everyone's pineal gland is going to just to happen. It was, or did it happen? It, no, it was supposed to happen and it didn't. Oh, okay. So, so two questions. First of all, why is planetary ascension like all What's the difference between what's probably happening right now versus when every other like psychic and new agey kind of person was talking about it like years and years ago? And, and then like, can you speak to why it didn't happen and what exactly is happening? Well, that's a really big question. Um, and again, I am quite limited in what I can say in a public forum, um, but I am quite connected to what's happening at the, the galactic level. Um, so what, what they're oh. doing. Okay, so it was supposed to happen by 2012. That was the ideal timeline and particularly actually on the solstice. So December 21st, 2012 was supposed to be like the major tipping point. Now, 
back yeah. then I wasn't even doing what I'm doing now so I laugh at you know where I was back then and go oh okay like that's quite funny yeah yeah <laughs> um but look planetary ascension is two things primarily it's that we still at the moment are in harmony with free divine will and so knowing that we as a collective consciousness have created this reality really the shift has to come from inside of us it has to come from our desire to awaken and uplift and as much as you know these higher dimensional beings or whatever you want to call them like angelic guides whatever are very much supporting this process we as humans still have to agree to that because if we don't and if enough of us aren't awake enough to actually make that call then it's right. impeding free will right and that is just another form of control which goes against the whole high vibrational pathway that we're trying to take to get to this so this is where the whole concept of like star seeds and light work is coming and i don't know if you're familiar with dolores cannon's work but she speaks a little bit a about little bit yeah volunteers and so basically um and i have i have conscious memory of this because this was something that i awakened um quite early on in my journey this like sound went out through the universe and it's, it's the best way to describe it like some people call it the clarion call but I just remember it as like a massive sound wave and that sound wave had a meaning and suddenly I just felt like earth needed me. And I remember just dropping everything and incarnating. It was like, off you go, <laughs> like, you know, just right. sort of um, prolonged myself down. And um, yeah, basically came in with the intention to help people awaken from the inside, you know, because there's only so much that the guides can do from outside of this third dimensional realm. Um, and even though they are supporting and they're helping with the light grids and they're actually doing a lot behind the scenes at you know the galactic levels and stuff but but it still has to come from within us and at the end of the day you can also say well you know we are them and so there's not that much distinction but just being inside this paradigm and inside what's being created here in this shared reality there are certain things that uh, i don't know i don't like to use the word rules but there's a certain way that things sort of happen in this universe and there's there's certain um constructs that we've all agreed to in terms of how things play out in terms of manifesting and um just the way that we create the reality so you know for for a fleet of starships to come down suddenly and just say all right you're all ascended now that's not the highest vibrational pathway to do this because humanity firstly from a frequency perspective humanity would go into fear and can you imagine what 7.8 billion people in fear would create instantly in that field like that's just right um that's not conducive so what we wanted to do was actually come in and have a much more gentle approach of can we come in can we you know become teachers can we become light workers can we slowly you know awaken those around us and to just spread that light so that we as humans can help other humans to awaken and lift out of those frequencies and come into our own conscious awareness of, of everything that we're connected to. And it's a very difficult process in many ways because, because of the disconnect, you know, yeah. in all other time, space, realities, dimensions above the third dimension, there is a level of connectedness to, to source that um, many people on this planet right now are just missing. I mean, you only have to look at how many people don't even believe in God right now to say, well, okay, that that just shows you where humanity's at. Like we don't even right. remember our creator, you know? So, yeah. so that really just um, is indicative of where the collective consciousness is. And, and no, you can't just come in and just like wave a magic wand and fix it because there are repercussions to that at the frequency level. So we have to really do this in a very gentle sort of um approach which which invites humans to willingly choose to step into their awakening wow is it happening right now really oh, absolutely. like, like absolutely. what is the difference between yeah what is the difference between right like like how what are the real signs that we can see it happening um veganism. or feel it Vegan, <laughs> veganism yeah i mean just people are starting to feel that connection with animals you look at you mm. know all uh the people that are fighting for the planet you know like um like the children like Greta Thunberg you know like she's just come in with this really strong message and I feel like she's a very strong light worker um there's, there's a lot of people that are coming in with that level of raised consciousness particularly uh the next waves of children that are coming through they just like I I know so many people who say to me their kids just talk to spirits and stuff like it's just you know an everyday sort of thing Interesting. and I'm seeing more and more and more of that so so definitely there is a shift that's happening but there's also quite a bit of 
uh, backlash that comes in from the beings that don't want this to happen. And COVID is a, a classic example of that, you know? Right, right. At the frequency level, I looked at what happened. Like 2020 was supposed to be this massive big year for planetary ascension. It was meant to be like the next 2012. And right. Then hits, you know, and it's just like, it's devastating to see that that these frequencies still have a, a resonance within our reality. Because at the end of the day, if that fear frequency didn't exist within us as a collective consciousness, no virus can exist. Mm. For me, like I, because I look at the earth grids, I actually look at the energy of like cities and places and, you know, like countries and stuff. And like, just to give the example of Australia, in Victoria, in Melbourne in particular, I've been working with their grids back and forth for a number of years now. And it's been the lowest density vibrational city in Australia for quite some time now. And so when all this COVID stuff started happening, they're the ones that got hit the worst. Yeah. Right? And all right. the other places, like then, you know, um, like I'm mindful of what's happening with the grids in Sydney and what's happening with the grids in Byron Bay. And like, you know, there are certain things that I predicted like months and months ago would happen just based on the energy of those places, knowing that those are the ones that were likely to get hit the most. Now, I know, you know, people that are more in that sort of scientific medical sort of framework go, oh, well, no, actually, it's just because somebody came on a plane and then it spread and this is what happened. But I'm looking at it going, okay, but here are the resonant frequencies and here's where specific vibrations of people and, and situations and things are being drawn to. And a lot of it is to do with just the pockets of energy in those places. Right. right. So, so, yeah, I did that Melbourne was going to be the worst and, and a couple of other things as well just based on the energy you know like Byron Bay is about to be the next you know big thing which I can already see from a mile away right um, but there's also spots in uh in Australia that are a bit more high vibrational where um it, I mean it just shows because like uh WA for example has the best light, light grids in Australia and their grids have been holding for quite some time now and we've had very few cases so I just look at energy. I look at the flow of energy and I look to see what resonates with what, because at the end of the day, it's all just law of attraction. So when a space or, or something has a low vibrational frequency, it's more likely to attract something of that same resonance. Whereas if we, and as cliche as it sounds, if we all just truly lived in a love-based frequency with no fear or anxiety, right. the virus wouldn't exist in our society. Like the frequency of that virus would have nothing to attach to at the frequency level. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is like, ooh, okay. I gotta, I gotta like sit here and take this in. I'm trying to imagine what you're like at a coffee shop. Like, are you, how, how often are you talking about this stuff? Uh, actually quite a lot because I do do this full time. And so, you know, I'm, I'm quite immersed in this space. Um, but I will also happily just have an almond hot chocolate and be normal for a day this is so okay yeah you're talking about like how you can't but look I really need to get into this you cannot publicly speak about what's happening at the galactic level where do we even start are we talking like Anunnaki stuff like are we no no no, no. do not go there <laughs> is that is that do you think that's not like don't go that direction is that is there anything there Zachariah Stitchin um, I connect with high vibrational beings of light, for example, Ashtar and the Ashtar Command. Um, mm. and my whole uh, like star family lineage comes through that. So, um, so Ashtar's last name is Sharon. And right. my, um, so we all have multidimensional uh, like soul aspects of ourselves, right? So we have like, there's me, there's Isha who's in 3D, but there's also versions of me, like the same soul energy that are existing in other time, space, realities, planets, whatever. So one of those soul expressions that I have that comes through that, that lineage, her name is Lily and she's a, a fifth dimensional being. Now, mm. Lily's last name is also Shayran because she's part of the Ashta Shayran family, right? Right, right. So um, she's basically... Yeah, in a way, we're kind of the same, but it's like, you know, fingers of a hand, it's like, just how far do you go down, right? How far do you go down that trajectory? Because it's like, if Isha is one of these fingers, then Lily is another one. And yeah. you know, there's like all these different ones, but then the soul is like the hand. So the whole soul group or the oversoul is like that bigger picture perspective. So it's just like what framework you're looking at to then see where those- um, Are they here? Are they are they um are 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 they here on this earth right now, some of them? Um, 
Lily, well, it, it's not quite like that. So <laughs> there's a guy on Twitter. There's a guy on Twitter who he's talked about Ishtar uh, before. Uh, actually, this guy said something that was like the reason they canceled the first SpaceX rocket launch was because Ivanka Trump got like a message from Ishtar to cancel it at that moment. Like it was like he wrote this thing on Twitter about that, which I was like, that's interesting. And then he's like, yeah, they're they're pleading creatures. They they're walking around Earth. Um, they are here. Here's one of them. And then he like put up this picture of this person. And yeah, they had this glow, like their eyes were almost like light, like white light. And it, it was like, yeah, they're walking among us, these these aliens. What is your view on that? Well, what does that even mean? In some regard. <laughs> we're all uh, aliens. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are more people just tapped into this galactic force? Is that what you think this person was saying? Or um, yeah, it just depends on how how expansive your consciousness is around this because um I like, don't can you look at a crowd and be like that person's not from this planet i don't look at it like that nor do i segregate or separate like that because actually we're all the same so we're either all human or we're all alien like we're all one consciousness in different forms you know Whoa. so i just think that you know people get really caught up in like the names and the titles and stuff whereas i look yeah. at it i get well like on, on this planet I'm a human and on this planet you're a human but off this planet we're both not humans as well so like yeah. how do you work that you know is up to you interesting huh have you astral traveled to other planets or what I, I don't know if that's even the proper term like what's going on yeah. out there yeah multi-dimensional travel is the more appropriate term that I would use um, you, is that something you're awakening people to be able to do yeah yeah i teach that yeah that's literally what i teach people how to do so that's like um yeah i i help them to expand in their consciousness so that they can start connecting with these beings and, and traveling in those spaces as well and then utilizing that for the purposes of energy healing because that's one of the pathways that i've brought it into so for example when somebody joins my origin activation practitioner training program the first part of that program is opening their multi-dimensional heart gateway connecting to their soul aspects connecting to their guides and then being able to utilize that connection to actually bring healing to people on this planet. Wow, wow. What would you say, I mean, oh, Isha, I hate to make this like a session, but I don't really. Um, here's my question for you. What What is going on with me in the sense that like, obviously I'm doing a podcast where I'm interviewing people like you, but I still have like, there's something inside of me and maybe it's because, you know, I always say it goes back to being a magician as a kid, like doing card tricks and and like seeing that like there are a lot of there's a lot of charlatans out there. There are a lot of psychics and people. So I'm like, I have more and in, in my dad's a, an engineer or studied engineering. So I have more of a skeptical bent typically. And yet, like, I'm going along with you. I'm fascinated by the story and in all these higher realms like what do I do how do I do I have to work with do I have to uh sign up for your class I mean what what exactly is going on where's the like disconnect between my intellectual curiosity and actually being to experience multi-dimensional awakening you think well a good starting point really is through the chakras because the chakra systems are your portals your connection point to these higher dimensional spaces so yeah, when you start opening all of your chakras and using the right tools and practices, what happens is you, particularly if you open the heart, it starts opening you up to those levels of experience. Now, I've worked with clients like you who are very, they come to be very in their head, just like intellectualizing everything, have never experienced anything. Right. Um, I have one particular client in my mind right now, as I say this, it took them about... I think three months of doing sessions with me and then finally this person had this experience of just they felt an energy in their heart and they couldn't understand how I was sitting over here they were sitting two meters in front of me and how this energy was having a physical impact on this person right it's yeah. one of those beautiful experiences in my career actually to have seen that person who was so like just like obviously was you know trusted me enough to be there to pay me you know for the session but had no concept of how this was going to work and then right. to have this moment of oh my god I actually feel something 
Um, and it was just by, by clearing his heart chakra, you know, like that, that particular person that I have in mind, it was, um, yeah, it took a lot of like energetic cleansing on my part and you know, multiple sessions to get this person to a point where they were able to feel that because there was so much disconnect and people just live like their consciousness lives so far in their heads that they're actually not connected to their hearts, you know, and mm. your heart is actually how you feel and your heart is how you discern as well. Right. So even just simple practices, like um, there's one that I teach uh, quite frequently to my clients is you just breathe into your heart space and you connect to that light that we all have because each and every one of us has what I call like the light of your soul. You know, it's like, it literally looks like a little flame to me and it sits wow. in everybody's energy center. It's like right in the center of your, your energetic heart. And when you, again, where, where attention goes, energy flows, right? So you bring your awareness into that heart and you start seeing that flame open and expand. What happens for people is that light starts to open up and it starts to get bigger. It's not that it wasn't there, but sometimes I look at people's energy field and it's very dimmed. You know, it's a very dim sort of light. So when you bring your conscious awareness to it, it allows that energy flow to expand and grow bigger. And that ultimately allows you to start experiencing more of your full energetic self so you can start... Um, realizing that you're actually a spirit in a body rather than just a body that's walking this earth. Wow. Do you think I have it? Do you think I could ascend? Everyone has it. Everyone has it. And, you know, <laughs> I need to know, Isha. Well, I the need... fact that you exist means that you come from source, right? right. And so it's right. not possible for creation to exist without that light. Now, it's just a case of how connected are you to that, right? Mm. I wonder if it's because of the lack of discipline and practice. And what I mean is this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the answer. Is that probably the that answer? Definitely a, a part of that. Yeah. Oh, darn it. Darn it. I have to work for this. Oh, man. Yeah, re- you actually have to, you know, meet it halfway a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why can't I just be one of these people that just like wakes up one day and sees angels everywhere? Like, Well, anyway. you can, but the people who do that go through massive trauma to get there. Okay. Well, so, like you know, this is, this is like reality check for you over here. It's like you can you can go through a nice peaceful transition and you can just like, you know, consciously start to awaken and do the practices and like lift your energy field. The same way that you take a bath every day, it's like you have to cleanse your energy field as well to reconnect when you're first starting yeah. out. Um, and if you constantly keep not doing it, not doing it, not doing it, what happens is energy is always moving and energy is always creating. See, you are always in a state of creation, whether you like it or not. And your current energetic state is creating your future reality right now as we speak. So mm. without doing the, the practices and without actually taking that time to maintain your energy, your energy can get very dense and it can get very um, stagnant. And that's going to create all sorts of issues in the future, like, you know, health problems and even just manifesting like horrible things. And, you know, this is where you actually have to realize that each and every one of us is responsible okay. for the reality that we create. And I think that's a, a very hard pill to swallow for some people. The obvious question that comes up then is what about the people that were like, you know, sexually abuses children and all of that. And that's usually the first thing that people ask. So, um, this comes down to the shared reality that we've created and the collective consciousness that still allows that, that yeah. stuff to happen. Because if everyone on this planet had opened their heart gateways and was connected, if you realize that by, by raping a child, you, you would feel that pain yourself, you would never do that. But because mm. of that disconnect and that, that lack of oneness, it allows the, the consciousness to still facilitate that sort of experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but really scared for my future right now. <laughs> well, you're scaring me. You're, you're like, Greg, yeah. if you keep down this path, you're going to have disease. You're going to have terrible things. Well, it's all about the fear. It's actually like if you can flip that mindset to actually say, well, oh, oh my God, I can actually create my reality. That's exciting. Right. Like that to me excites me because, yeah, I've given you a reality check, but you've also now gotten the, the key to your own future. Oh my gosh, what do yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone does. Everyone does. We just don't know that we have it. And we get so caught up in trying to think that life is happening to us rather mm. than recognizing that we are creating life, that we are right. life, right? And the mm. moment you understand that, you go, okay, well, look, this is what I've created so far. Do I like it? Yes or no? If you do, great. If not, you can change it right now. And that 
is like the biggest piece of empowerment that you can receive. Like if you get that one piece of wisdom and to anyone watching this, if you get that one piece of wisdom today, you can change your life today. Wow. What about, I mean, what do you say about like sociopaths and narcissists? Like what about these people that it just seems like they lack awareness, they're causing harm to others and they, they're not, there's something not able to connect to this. Like, like what, what's happening in the universe with that? It's just different stages of disconnect. It's just those people are further down the pathway of disconnection than like the normal humans. Huh. Do you think there is a room for a, for a psychopath to ascend? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent, you know, because um, there's two aspects to this. One is that a person can have a spontaneous awakening at any time. That's up to their soul's journey. I don't know, you know, what, what determines that, but then there's also the um, coming back to planetary ascension, there's a collective vibration. And actually, you know, we, we only need a small percentage of people on this planet to be holding that, that high vibrational frequency for the whole collective matrix around that to shift. I really, <laughs> you know what I really want to ask you? Uh, you know, I, I have a feeling you're not going to want to answer this question. You ready for this? Do you yeah. think Donald Trump is enlightened or could ascend? Um, I think there's always the potential. Um, I think he's quite far away from that right now. Um, but I... Look, I see the potential in everyone. You could put Hitler in front of me and I'd say this, this being has the potential to ascend because, because that light, no matter how small or how dim, is in every single being. And I see that no matter what. Yeah. So no matter how far they are down that spectrum, the possibility is always there. You know, I don't think you can look at something and say, oh, this person has no hope or this person has no chance because that's just not fair on them. And the other aspect of this is also mm. what you what framework you hold for people because your thoughts of someone can also create their reality as well. There's a right. um, there's a book called um, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's by Greg Braden, and he's quite well known for working with like the Matrix and stuff like that. Yeah, and so yeah. there's a story in that book about this monk, and this monk you know, he has his students um, that come around him and he says to them, just try and push me over. And he's sitting like really, really, really still. And this room full of his students, they try and push him and they can't knock him over. And then he comes out of his meditation and his students like, what were you doing? And he said, well, I visualized myself. I was sitting between two mountains and I had these big ropes and the mountains were holding me. And no matter what happened, I was like the mountain and I wasn't going to move. And because he had that in his consciousness, his mind is so powerful that his body responded to that. So all these mm. students push him over and he was as solid as a, a rock, like a mountain, you know? Wow. And this, this really, you know, um, shows you, demonstrates the power of your mind and the power of consciousness. Now, if we extend that concept into not just what that monk did for himself, but how you view somebody else, when you see the highest potential in somebody else, even if they don't see it in that moment, you holding that frame really, really strongly and you're looking at someone and you see the light within them, in that moment, that light exists. Mm, that wow. can change their reality. Oh my gosh, Isha, Isha, look, I'm, I, I definitely have to talk about your course. But before I do, before I do, because I know we're running up on time, um, with the UFOs, US Pentagon, uh, the, the Pentagon right now is saying that we, we might have stuff from aliens things it craft and and technology that wasn't made on earth is that the same interdimensional beings that you communicate with or is that something completely different what is happening with ufos and aliens right now in the mainstream media versus the truth <laughs> i know that's a huge uh, question but can you sum it up in a... <laughs> <laughs> so well firstly there are lots of different interdimensional beings um the ones that are communicating through like the White House and stuff like that aren't necessarily mm -hmm. the same ones that I'm in contact with. I'm okay. aware of who these beings are. And yeah, there's, I was wondering there's about that. Factions. There's different factions of like interdimensional beings as well. Um, it's a whole thing, you know, because even in that space, not all the beings have, have the intention to support planetary ascension. 
Right. So for me, it's it's a given that, you know, these beings exist. I'm not questioning their existence. So for those that are questioning their existence, I'm assuming that they're real because I've had enough contact experiences myself. But even within that space, there are the beings that um, are working towards like lifting up the frequency into love and, you know, and helping humanity through that process. And then there are also the beings that want to keep humanity in fear because they literally feed off the human emotions of fear. So there's a yeah. whole like energetic thing going on in some of those. There's spaces. a war. There is a dark versus light thing going on on earth. And it feels like there's one still going on in space. Right. Only in the third and fourth dimension. And this is where you have to understand the dimensional frequencies and realities because the fourth dimension yeah. is the astral and the astral. Um, this is the thing. The war exists, but it's equally an illusion. And this is where people are getting really caught up in that, in the actual oh, matrix wow. of it. And so there's like the matrix and then there's the game behind the game. And the game behind the game is that we're all actually unified field consciousness and the whole rest of it is bullshit. So this whole rubbish game that's playing out in the astral and in the third yeah. dimension that's translating through. Um, if you can see beyond that, it's actually a really beautiful reality that we have access to. And that's the one that we're trying to bring in to actually just bypass a lot of, um, not bypass, but sort of transcend a lot of these frequencies in that mid space to transcend that duality framework and actually come back into that unified field consciousness of connectedness. And in wow. that space, it is actually all just love, you know, because we are all from the same creation, whether we're existing in the 3D or the 4D or anything else there is a one consciousness, a one unified field that we all can exist from and that we can all create, you know, in that space. So, so yeah, there's beings. And my personal fingers crossed hope is that when Trump leaves his office kicking and screaming that he's actually going to do cosmic disclosure. It's something that I have seen as a potential timeline, but there's so much fluctuation yeah. in like what's happening in that space. But I'm not surprised that this stuff is coming up right now because I've, I've called it like, I think over a year ago, I've been, I was saying to people that, you know, Trump's going to go kicking and screaming and there's a few certain things around like UFOs and stuff that are going to get revealed. Right. Um, and so I'm seeing some of that playing out now from what I saw like over a year ago. But the timelines are fluctuating so much at the moment because there is this, yeah, different agendas that are trying to come in at the moment. And so what I guess, you know, in, in all of that, where I'm trying to stay really centered is just keep focusing on that, that light and keep focusing on what we're actually radiating out. And again, it's one of those reasons why I don't get too caught up in the conspiracies and what's happening in the White House and all of that sort of stuff. And I just focus on like holding that, that vision of an already ascended earth where there is that, that beauty and that unity and that love. Because again, you understand how consciousness and reality and creation works, right? Yeah. Because that when enough of us hold that shared vision, it actually brings it to life. I mean, so, I, I yeah. should say I don't understand it fully, but I but I understand that there's something to understand. Yes, right. yes. This is oh my gosh, Isha, I could really just keep going forever. But you know what? What I appreciate is that you are working with people, trying to show them the game behind the game uh so let's talk about like very briefly i mean i'm gonna link to this you have a program called mm -hmm. new earth rising mm -hmm. helping people activate these energies rise in leadership help others awaken and increase your abundance is what you're doing directly connected to uh you know what you what you've really been talking about in terms of like do you see yourself as awakening people to this what's going on behind the matrix uh, what are what are really what are people going to get out of your course? Yeah, and your so, work, the membership. Yeah, so we do have a monthly membership called New Earth Rising, and uh, what you get in that is an opportunity to connect with um, like-minded beings. It is uh, largely targeted at the entrepreneurial networks, so people who are wanting to step into leadership, um, particularly like we have a lot of coaches, healers, that sort of thing in the group, and it's for people who want to. Uh, two aspects of it. One is they want to receive the activations for themselves to actually open up their own, you know, their own chakras and their own multidimensional gateways. They want to open up their psychic abilities. Um, they want to open up their abundance flow because that's all connected as well. Um, and then it's also for people who are later on thinking of going down the road of actually being healers full time or being um, you know, in this sort of space, helping to awaken others. Cause I do take people through uh, journeys of like stepping into that leadership. And a lot of my clients end up transitioning from nine to five businesses into becoming coaches, healers, speakers, that sort of thing. 
Um, but as for the actual program components itself, you get an activation every week. And then we also get uh, give you access to my famous program, which is the five day money challenge. Now that program alone, the record for that to date, uh, two people have made $10,000 from doing wow. the five day money challenge. Um, another component that you get in that is the 90 day alignment map, which is my trademark system of calm connection and clarity. And in that it's, we take you through a process of first calming your nervous system, because that's really, really important before you start connecting to higher guides. So we get your body really prepared for it. We get your energy really prepared for it. Then we take you into the second phase of that, which is helping you to get connected to your intuition. And we teach yeah. you how to connect by yourself in that process as well. And then from there, we move you into a phase of clarity where you start utilizing your connection to actually help you in your life, to help you make decisions, to help you start figuring out where you want to go with your career and your business and that sort of thing. Wow. This sounds like a great course. I'm going to link to it so people can see. Um, I hope it helps me find love and then helps me break up in a devastating way so I can ascend to. Um, <laughs> it sounds like that's what I'm still getting from this whole thing. No, this is great. This is great. Look, Isha Patel so interesting so fascinating um i'm really i'm gonna keep following your work i hope all my listeners and and viewers do as well uh yeah it's really been a pleasure thank you so much for coming on open loops yeah no worries thank you for having me it's been a very fun discussion love to come again sometime absolutely absolutely thanks again and take care you too bye